0: Divorces are never beautiful, Harrison states after overthinking his entire life. Once again. Divorce? Overthinking? Sounds like Harrison Selleck, a 41-year-old divorced man who still creeps over the lost love of his ex-wife, despite the five years that have already passed. Harrison's desperate to get some kind of relationship he got to know in the earlier stages of that marriage, but he's also just very, very awkward and not easy to handle. He played a slug with many women, tried to get better with several therapists, and constant advice from his friends. Right when he's about to give in his misery, he meets Annabelle. Not once, not twice, three times, until the both of them question why and most interesting where they've met before. Unaware of the latter, slash, very conscious of the signs by the universe, they go on a journey of surrendering to whatever is meant for the two. Slowly, Harrison and Annabelle learn to trust themselves, forgive parts of their past they're unable to forget. Because at the end, there's always a reason to why things happened the way they did and to why two people, who lost their faith to true love, run into each other. Will Harrison be able to get his life together in order to finally welcome this new future and is Annabelle the missing piece to it, or does he just need to flip the vinyl to the B-side? If this sounded interesting to you, this is my second fiction novel called Eva's Here and it's available on thecrylunch.com. You can choose between all kinds of formats: hardback, ebook, paperback, also languages. It's available in German and English. As extras, there are also stickers and postcards surrounding the themes of the novel available. So if you were on the search for new cute stickers or you haven't sent a postcard to your best friend in a very long time, they are for you. I can't wait for you to read the book, dive into Harrison's life and feelings and just escape reality for some hours. Thank you for supporting indie artists yeah yeah you already answered so basically
1: it's, a, it, it, it's about my girlfriend and the moments that, that had um everything we had been through uh described in uh, in small details nice. and realizing these these are the moments that that uh, keep us together and uh I just want to run away with her
0: howdy everyone and welcome to a new episode of bonnie's legends this time again with a part of the series called pretty new music where i'm interviewing artists about the new single today i present you an interview i've done with seven series aka theo i've interviewed theo already one and a half years ago i think about his musical career in general and it's a pretty long episode longer than this one i think three times long, this one. It was really interesting and really fun as well. So go check that out. In this interview, I talked to Theo about his single, Runaway, that was really fresh back then. And I mean, you know, it's not like it's from the 60s. It's from six months ago. So it's still new music. Let's just say it like that. So anyway, I hope you enjoy this conversation and shout out to Theo's girlfriend. This interview is really almost like a testament of how much he loves you. Before we jump into the actual interview part, Theo recorded an update for all of us since, as I said, the episode is six months old, because the album he also talks about is out now, and you should listen in, you should listen to the single, and here's the quick update.
1: So I remember back in August when we did the interview, uh, it was the week that uh, the second single of the album was released called Runaway, which is one of my favorites, by the way, and one of my most personal ones. Um, I was close to finishing my album, and when the album came out, I got struck with the idea of what I wanted to do next. And so I'm currently in a state of planning what I want to do next, but... Before I jump into it, uh, I just want to say that I've been working on a music video for, for the song Runway and it's going to come out in a couple of weeks. It's almost ready and I'm just adding some finishing touches to it. And making this album has been a really exciting journey. Um, I learned a lot from it and, and I'm very grateful that I'm featured again on Bonnie's podcast. Um, so, I hope you enjoyed the episode.
0: So I'm having Seven Series with me <laughs> again.
1: Hello. <laughs>
0: yeah. For anyone who hasn't listened to our previous episode, we've done one talking about him and his musical journey and career, and today we're meeting because we're talking about his new upcoming single. Yeah. Coming out of my birthday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought?
0: Yeah, I was really I was pretty hyped because uh, I saw so many like artists teasing singles for like September and mm-hmm. I was like you know that there's a Friday like the last Friday of August that's my birthday why isn't anybody releasing anything and then you announced your single and I was like oh my god thank god nobody has forgot my good birthday
1: <laughs> I think it's a marketing thing because um people um Actually, the industry considers like uh, August to be like a dead month mm. that that not many people are on social media so they, they might not get the uh, the hype
0: interesting,
1: but I'm doing indie music, so I don't care about any of that
0: <laughs> yeah, we want to do a quick bonus letson- legends check yeah, okay, it's gonna be five questions you're gonna answer me okay what's your name?
1: Theo from Theodore.
0: Nice. When's your birthday?
1: 9 June.
0: Who is your legend?
1: Uh, Jack Antonov.
0: Nice. I think you answered the same. You said Jack Antonov the last time as well.
1: Yeah, he still is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like almost one, like more than a year ago, you said the same answer. That's cool. That's cool that he's still a legend for you. Cool. Current song obsession?
1: Current song obsession, um, the one I have like um, on repeat, like from my perspective, is that is that, is that what you mean? Yeah. Um, Deep end by Dayglow.
0: Nice. What's an album that has no skips?
1: That has no skips. Damn, that's so hard. Uh, album with no skips okay i'm like torn between two albums right now okay so um okay bleachers like take the silence out of saturday night and the other one no skips folklore taylor swift
0: nice sounds all good (laughs) um maybe for those who haven't listened to the episode yet or i don't want to listen to a one and a half hour podcast episode um maybe introduce yourself a bit in short how you what your musical career was what you've released before all
1: right sure so my name is theo aka seven series i make music i'm mainly music producer but i also make music <laughs> um i make indie pop music and i started in uh, 2019 with a with a single called bittersweet paradise uh, which was actually an experiment that turned out to be seven series and it wasn't originally the, the music that 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 i started making but um the the experience the, uh, the the way the journey started uh it actually made me realize what i what i actually liked and uh it developed into my sound i think the third single that i made Uh, called Girl in Black, actually defined my sound more and it gave me like a perspective and a direction that I wanted to take, but I'm still experimenting. So last year I announced uh, an album called Right Then Right Now, it's a two-part album. Uh, First part was released last year and the second part is releasing this year, actually my COVID album, and uh, I decided to um, split it in two parts. Mainly because the first part was written during the first wave of the pandemic in uh, uh, spring 2020, and the second part I wrote it uh, during the second wave of the, of the pandemic, like uh, winter uh, 2021, that when the second lockdown in Europe came. And here we are now, <laughs> releasing all those songs I've so desperately been wanting, been wanting them now. Uh, yeah, diamond is like off the charts.
0: It's crazy, because the lockdowns were kind of really creative, like you had all the time you had. like too. Exactly. So in the winter 2020, 2021, I also started writing my second novel, because I it was online school, but I had lots of time, so I just wrote, and then sometimes I also wrote during class. <laughs> um,
1: been there, been there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I'm releasing that novel now, too, and it's like... Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> yeah. What is the title of your upcoming single and when does it come out?
1: Um, my next single is called Runaway. And it comes out uh, on Friday, uh, 26th of August. And it's, I believe, from all the songs on this uh, album, it's uh, one of the two more, more personal ones. Because it describes, indeed, describes like lots of details in the verses mm.
0: um,
1: about what happened. Basically, the second part of the album uh, is entirely songs about my girlfriend. Because uh, during the, the second wave, that that's when we um, actually in the summer of 2020, that's when we actually uh, started our relationship and things were progressing. And that's that's um, how these songs these songs came out.
0: Nice. Um, I love a good detailed personal song
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's funny because uh when when I when I play her when I played her the track um she actually was like giggling yeah because she could tell like the details like the and even starts out with a very basic detail that um it goes like uh, it was Saturday when you lied to your mom about going on a date with me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what she was giggling.
1: That's the first line of the song. And uh, Yeah,
0: I love and that. That's
1: actually what happened.
0: Like I read poetry as well. So like poetry is mm-hmm. pretty close to lyrics writing. So yeah. sometimes the poems that are the most detailed are the most beautiful ones. Exactly. As if you like use metaphors and like abstract it, it's like The feeling is not coming over (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so that's why i think the well detailed songs are really good yeah uh describe runaway in three words
1: runaway um okay so personal guitar driven emotional well, tell you what, most of my most of my songs are like synth driven. Mm. So there's lots of synthesizers in, uh, in, in my songs. This one has uh, like uh, more electric guitars. It also has synthesizers. I mean, uh, it starts like with a Rhodes piano. Um, but uh, in the in, in the choruses, it's like uh, quite a lot of guitars, actually four. Nice. So
0: nice. We love guitar.
1: And it's emotional, but it's, an, it's up-tempo, but it still is, is emotional.
0: Yeah. Does the title have a special meaning? And how did you come up with the title?
1: Well, um, actually, the title kind of, the Runaway, kind of repeats in the chorus. Some people might say, if they heard the, the whole album, they might say it's quite similar to Better Love, my the, uh, the previous single, but... It's not like this. It actually changes a lot while writing the song and uh, writing all the details um, out of it. Actually, I made notes of, uh, of uh, like key moments in my mind. Of how, um, how far we had come in our relationship and uh, some moments that, that stayed in my head, like in bullet points and when I was writing the song, because I knew I wanted to write a song like that. And um, w- while I was thinking, my, uh, my way of thinking actually wrote the line, the moment I knew and this is like like the um, the line that can, uh, that transitions between the um, the verse and the verse and the, and the chorus, and it's actually the moment I knew that with all those moments going on, I, I just want to run away with you. That's what I wrote.
0: There was a lot of reflecting done during the writing process.
1: <laughs> well, it came up naturally, you know. Yeah. I wasn't like trying so hard to uh, I wasn't really tr- trying hard to make a song but I, but I wanted it to be personal because i was um, it started with uh, with a reflection of uh, how things have had come and how quickly they progressed and uh, and, and all the all, all all the things that we had done in uh, in the span of like three or four months that we had been dating if you actually read the lyrics you um, and when the, when the song comes out you'll know
0: (laughs) okay what did the process of making that song look like and how long did it take you like music production wise
1: writing it took me like uh like a day to write the song probably less uh music production i started producing the songs just a week before uh, the first part of the album was released like last year that's when I started producing most of most of the songs. In the time uh, up until up until now, I had like completed like ninety percent of them, mm. and uh, so you could you could say a year.
0: Yeah, is there a funny anecdote about a moment of coming up with the melody, or I don't know a guitar riff, for example?
1: It actually. Um... I went with the flow, to be honest. Uh, I knew it was going to be a guitar-driven song because mm. um, um, the way I had structured it in my mind, even before I started production, I knew this was going to be a little bit different uh, than what I usually make. However, I, although I kept some, uh, some parts that are true to 7 Series, like some synths in the, in the background, mm. uh, there is like a, like a small guitar solo like in the in the second part of the bridge, it plays along with the vocals in the in the last chorus, and it's and that's actually the part that uh that makes it more emotional because uh I added like a really some, some really strong ad libs and w- mm-hmm. which I'm shouting and uh, <laughs> it took me quite a few days to record that part because uh because when when the idea came uh, came about to do those ad libs, um I was like I had like a sore throat and I was like damn. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know those details. As is, um, is what is what makes the song unique to me.
0: Nice. What is your favorite lyric line from it?
1: So there's like um, in the in, in the bridge uh, of, of that song, it it, go, it goes like it was um, we'd be texting texting each other later at night. It would be seven a.m. and before we'd call it at night. Then I'd fall asleep with your taste on my lips and I'd be craving uh, the next day for your cinnamon kiss.
0: So when the song is coming out on Friday, where's the perfect place to be for listening to the singer for the first time? On the road. <laughs> Everyone says that.
1: <laughs> no, seriously, it's uh, um, by the seaside.
0: Nice.
1: Cool. I don't have like a convertible, but it would be a perfect match.
0: <laughs> yeah, nice. Is
1: um, when I when I was making the um the, the canvas for for Spotify for for that song, I kind of reused like um I, I put some Polaroids in there from uh, from me and my girlfriend, and for for the background, I reused like a clip from. Uh, from "Lapstruck Daydreamer," which is actually um, uh, my girlfriend's um, uh, hand in, outside the car waving at the sea. It's it's my visualization of the song.
0: Is there a music video to it?
1: Yeah. How did you know?
0: I don't know. I, I just asked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there is going to be a music video about it, and um, we're still filming. Actually, it's going to be like a, pretty much like a vlog style. Mm-hmm. film capturing some of some of the moments um that that we described already i think f- from some of the lines that we've already written i had like i had some old videos i might use them in the in song. it gave me an idea uh <laughs> but the music video is going to come out probably around um on uh, w- when the album comes out
0: yeah in october
1: so for now there's only, only like a lyric video
0: yeah, you want to maybe name drop, I don't know, who directed it, who worked on the music video, few the who works on it, who's still working on it.
1: Well, it's pretty DIY. Uh, Love it. It's me and my girlfriend, basically, doing uh, do the work. That's what we did. we did last time with the uh, Last of the Dreamer. And uh, it looks more authentic that way. I, 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 want it, I want it to be personal, you know. And uh, I, I want it to be in, in a style that people can relate.
0: This is my favorite question I will ever ask.
1: <laughs> okay, go ahead.
0: If you could send the song to any artists, dead or alive, knowing they'd listen to it, who would it be?
1: Damn, mm, it might be like two people that I have on my mind. Um, one is Jack Antonoff. Sure. Because um. Listen, like quite a quite a few of his interviews, and about uh, the way he processes like production and stuff. So uh, feedback would actually be uh, a very big deal for me from him. And the other one would be probably Max Martin.
0: So Max and Jack, if you're listening to this podcast,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen to my single when it comes out <laughs> and give me feedback.
0: He wants feedback. That's an honor. That's an honor to say like, oh, I want to have feedback from like my idol. That's good.
1: Well, you ne you can never call yourself like um like like a perfect producer or like like a perfect songwriter. Leave room for improvement.
0: Yeah, yeah. Any honorable mentions you want to make?
1: Basically, it's all thanks to my girlfriend from um, giving me the opportunity to um continue um making more music and not looking back and looking forward. It actually changed my perspective because um. When I made the first songs of the um, of the album, um, like the first part of, of the album, I wasn't I wasn't actually thinking about making an album. Actually, I had in the back of my head, like make an album of like 10 songs and maybe put it out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then we met and um, she changed my, my perspective and gave me this whole idea about making like like a two part album, one about my past and one about my future with her so um she's been like a a whole inspiration for me things we experienced like described in the lyrics
0: yeah i guess that's it we talked we talked about everything except you want to say add anything to it
1: i like like, well one thing i like when when writing music like a story-driven songs uh and um it's for me it's like as, as an indie artist it's um I feel personally that it's a privilege to be able to have like uh, complete control
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. of my music, because with how things are going the- these days, and uh, uh, labels and corporations trying to profit from it a little bit, so they try like to um, paint a path for artists. Yeah, uh, it's good to be like an indie artist and not following like a doctrine or like a spe- or, or like a specific formula. Yeah, uh, my album that's coming out has like lots of experimentation um i'm not following like a certain path as so though there's obviously there is my uh my signature sound in, in in my songs uh there's always like a sound that you're gonna identify oh this is a seven series sound yeah uh but i always like to um be drawing different inspirations and uh experiment a little bit look out the window a little bit and then take in the scenery
0: i see that thanks for saying that um because uh i realized that my entire podcast is kind of surrounding surrounded by indie artists so i i see a lot of indie artists also listening to the podcast so thank you exactly
1: and uh, that's what i noticed as well that's why i'm saying this because uh i I saw like i i've I've actually uh, learned quite a few indie artists from you from your podcast
0: oh
1: (laughs) and um it's actually the one the, the good thing about being an indie artist is like you don't lose the love for music yeah if no one's forcing you to write specific stuff you're not bound you're you're free you have your own time and uh you can basically say whatever the hell you want
0: yeah yeah i had the same i had like i'm a i'm a writer you know that you read my book, mm-hmm. <laughs> read my book. um and uh I wanted to traditionally publish this novel and I got a publishing deal and, but it said like the contract length was like three years, um, but like not measure down how many books I should write in these three years. And I was like 15 and I declined that offer and then self published the book. And today I'm like getting 18. And so it's would, would have been like now three years. And I'm really glad I haven't taken that contract because yeah.
1: So, exactly it's yeah. it, it's not always good to force yourself to write and yeah. let it come naturally exactly. it's not like songwriting is it's not like a, 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 like a like any other day job that, that people m- might have because it, it's 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 focus. it's more like mental based and if your mental state is, is not where it should be you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to write yeah it's the same i believe it's the same with writing novels yeah so
0: <laughs> thank you excited for the single and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week
1: thank you you too
0: This podcast episode <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Not ready. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Cry Lounge. The Cry Lounge is an independent publishing company founded by this podcast host, Bonnie opson The Cry Lounge transfers your daydreams onto paper. If two book releases the past two years, they are preparing to extend their service to other authors and other creators. To get more details and support this show, there's a link in the description you can check out. The Cry Lounge looks forward to